Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today, a deadly, yes, deadly insurrection has taken place as democracy hangs on by a thread. The verdict is in on whether Joe Biden will be charged in his classified documents case. You'll never guess what the result is. And Gen Z is now on Team Osama bin Laden. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, today is my Friday because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So um, we'll be back Monday, but I am joined today. It's been a long time since my friend Alex Stein has been on the show. Of course, big time, prime time with Alex Stein, Blaze TV host now, so doesn't have time for the little people anymore. But uh, thankfully, he indulged a little bit, and he's... You know, I mean, you got to give back to the peasants every now and then. Well, as you're very well aware of, I would not have a show or have ever got a contributorship if it wasn't for you, Sarah. So, you know, you know. created this monster. Monster. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now you have to deal with it. <laughs> well, hold on. I don't take any ownership for anything <laughs> yeah. Alex Stein does. <laughs> All Sarah. <laughs> also joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Um, so I don't know if you guys had heard is like, the worst day in democracy. Um, Part two. Yes, mm. actually. So uh, lawmakers were evacuated from the Democrat, the Democratic National Committee headquarters and House office buildings locked down overnight after a large group of pro-Palestine protesters clashed with uh, Capitol Police. So the DNC was holding a candidate event at the time. Um, J- Hakeem Jeffries was there, who's obviously one, like he's a high-level lawmaker on the left. Um, several of them were there. And I want to play this clip of uh, Capitol Police pulling apart the mob of protesters just trying to get into the DNC headquarters. Here's some of that. It's weird because the guy who's filming seems very upset that people are getting thrown down the stairs, but I bet I can guarantee he didn't have that same energy uh, when it was people, you know, the shaman being ushered into the Capitol on a guided tour. And I'm sure he had hoped that the shaman, what is his name? Jake. 
Jake Chansley. Jake Chansley, thank you. I'm sure that uh, no no tears over Jake Chansley's time in federal prison. Now, I want to play one more just to give you an idea, a good sense of just the type of person that was there at that event, breaking the law. Here is uh, one of the crazy protesters explaining why they're there. Watch. Inside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality and we're saying that we want them to live up to their values and oppose this horrific war and call for a ceasefire now and we're being responded to by the police shoving anti-war activists down the stairs, shoving peaceful protesters back with their bikes and because our party, our party that 80% of us want a ceasefire would rather beat up Hold on, one second, one second, one second. <laughs> 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 that guy said, hold on, better content available. Oh my gosh. What is up with white chicks, man? There is something in white chicks' water. Because they are all crazy. Did you see her eyes? Ridiculous. She's fired up. She was on something. Adrenaline. But, you know, unironically, un- un- <laughs> Sarah, I love this because, you know, I like to call out hypocrisy. And now it was just a short while ago where Kanye West was saying all the same stuff as these people and he lost his job. And I'm not trying to. Di- oh, that's a great point. I'm just saying Kanye West is literally saying all the same things these people are saying. And then I think it was the host for MSNBC, Medi, lost his job. So it's just very funny how the narrative has changed in the liberal Democratic Party. Now they're anti-Semitic. So I kind of like it because they're going to tear themselves apart from within, kind of like the Daily Wire is doing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, it's okay okay whenever, uh, if it's at a rally and there's a bunch of us saying it at once, it's okay. But if you go out in public by yourself and say it, somehow you get canceled, which I'm just saying, just pick a lane and stay in that lane. If you want to be openly anti-Semitic and have whatever consequences happen, happen, Go right on ahead, but pick a lane and stay there. Yeah, and I'm not co-signing anything that Kanye course, said. I'm just saying it's just very hypocritical that not that long the ago. The way that they're treated. He was the devil for mm-hmm. saying all of this anti-Israel stuff. And then now it's literally their whole entire party is anti-Semitic. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I don't like the anti-Semitism, but to be honest, I do like that they're eating each other alive. I also love that that girl said um, it's supposed to be the party of life, peace, and equality. I'm like. You think the Democrat Party is a party of life? The party that's that's trying to pressure you, to talk you into, to coerce you into killing your baby in the womb, that's the party of life? Hmm, that seems weird. What's the, the crazy thing is I don't even think any of them, have you been to any of these? I have, uh, yeah, I've been to a bunch. Actually, I've been to two so far. But they were, they were tame, weren't they? Well, the one in New York was really Oh, that's edgy. right, that was. The one was. in New York was kind of weird, but you know, listen, the Palestinians have complaints, the Israelis have complaints, but at the same time, Palestinians throw people off roofs for being homosexual. So they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's a hypocrite. And <laughs> I I'm mean, just... I'd say if you're throwing people off roofs, you're not perfect. No, yes. for yes. sure. I mean, that's an understatement, mm-hmm. but I'm just, Correct. I just like exposing all this because let's be real. I think, you know, Candace got in trouble for it and then Tucker agreed with her that this is somewhere 7,000 miles away that we're going to spend all of our resources on when we have so many problems here in America that we're just ignoring so I just I just don't think every time I've seen people like you that would go in and actually like ask them questions ask mm-hmm. them why most of them can't even Mm-mm. explain why Mm-mm. I was watching this TikTok uh, did I talk about this yesterday maybe I didn't uh, there was a TikTok the other day where a guy went up and was like it was it was some I don't know I think she had LGBTQ whatever for Palestine or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that and uh, he was like uh, she was screaming from the river to the sea 
-hmm. And he was like, do you know what that means? And she's like, yeah, it means Palestine will be free. And he's like, well, yeah, but, but what river are you talking about? What, what sea and what river? And then she stopped and just looked at him mm -mm. with this glazed look over her face. And she goes, it doesn't matter. She goes, I don't know. And he's like, why are you even out here if you don't even know what you're protesting? They, they, I don't think, none of them, I don't think, even know what they're protesting. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't know that Hamas is a terror group. No. They don't. There was, there was one that I played on the show that was, it was two chicks. Now, it was in the UK, so it wasn't here. But still, they're all just as stupid here. Don't worry. Um, and they asked what she, if they would condemn the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel. And the two girls were like, I don't think there was one. Was there? And they looked <laughs> oh, at the other one and they were like, was there an... No, I don't think there was. There wasn't. Oh, I haven't heard about that. And so one of the she's literally holding a sign. She is holding a sign she created, or at least someone else created for her at the rally. And she's like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I need to study up on you know uh, the history. I, I just don't really know much about it." And it's like, "Honey, why are you out here? You don't even know what led to this. Why are you here? And why why are they protesting? Period. Like, why are they linking arms and blocking the deal? They think that's going to somehow stop." the war between Israel and, and, and Hamas? Yes, which by the like, way, they're what? very anti-war when it comes to Israel and Hamas, but very pro-war when it comes to Ukraine, which is also very strange. Well, it's so great that you mentioned Ukraine because Joe Rogan just had on The Rock, and you guys have heard about how The Rock is potentially gonna run for president. The Rock, I'm not saying that I'm a political expert by any means, but he didn't even know that Vladimir Zelensky used to be an actor, didn't know that he used to be a comedian, had no idea of how much money that we've given them. Joe Rogan's like, we've given him an extra six billion, an extra hundred billion. He's like, really, really? <laughs> so my point is, I mean, he literally, everybody should go watch the clip. There's a bunch of clips. I think Greg Price had a great clip on his Twitter. Kind of you're like, The Rock doesn't know anything about politics. Like, he doesn't know, you know the geopolitical nature of all the money that we're giving. He doesn't understand the military industrial complex. The fact that uh, Joe Rogan made a good point that it would cost seven billion dollars to repair all the homes in Maui or Hawaii excuse me and they just gave an extra seven billion dollars to the Ukraine instead of spending it on Americans that need it so my point is nobody has any idea what's going on you ask somebody who's Kamala Harris on the street they'd probably be like who so we're just all idiots I hate to admit it but we're li literally living in the movie idiocracy and that's my whole overarching point is that watch the rock's gonna be president and he doesn't even know no. that Ukraine is getting you know a hundred billion dollars in money so they can launder it and you know get rich on their own crazy thing when I was bodyguarding in Los Angeles uh, I went to a few different Republican fundraisers for for some uh, candidates and he would show up to those he was very common at those so yeah. it, it was it was it was really? a yeah it was a secret that was not such a secret even back then yeah. that he was gearing up for it yeah. Well, and, he's, and he, I think he said in that podcast, I didn't see it on this particular clip, that he's been asked by both sides to run. The Democrats and the Republicans. I did see that article. <laughs> I'm like, not sure that how I How dumb that. are we? Literally, with The Rock? I mean, <laughs> give me a break. At least Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> what was the President Camacho? <laughs> yes. That, literally, the idiocracy, a movie where a professional wrestler, because he would slam people in the ring, and he's a part of the Fast and Furious franchise, is going to be the one that leads us into the next... <laughs> Into the future. If great. that's if that's true, I mean, we kind of deserve what we get at that point. Sometimes I do think that often. I'm like, we kind of deserve this, honestly. We've not us, not us, but the general, you know, but not you if you're watching this program. But there's just so many Americans who are just asleep at the wheel. They're not paying attention. Yeah. They're not engaged. They don't even know what the primary voting process is like. I mean, I can't tell you how many people. I know I'm derailing a little bit, but it's my show, so I will. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many people who, um, when Chad Prather was running for governor, 
kept saying, oh, you're going to split the vote and the Dem- and Beto is going to be elected. The Democrat's going to get in. It's, it's like, guys. It's a primary. <laughs> yes, it's a primary. Please learn, please. And then it's like, you know, I mean, maybe we do deserve this. If our if our own citizens are not willing to get engaged and learn how the, the process works and learn about the candidates and inform themselves, what are we doing here? There should be. I, I, I was just having this conversation with some, with some friends just today, actually, and they're you have friends, right? <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, it's crazy. Um, but there should be some kind of civics test. I yes, think. I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I agree. Instead, they're trying, but they, but, but the people that are trying to push for like fifteen-year-olds or sixteen-year-olds or whatever to be able to vote, they don't want them to be more informed. Right. They want to be. Yeah. They want them to be as less informed as possible, so they can tell them what to do. Yeah. Well, and, and then the last thing, did you see Chip Roy? You know, he was, uh, you know, pontificating at Congress, like, what one tangible thing can yeah. I go to my constituents? And he's right. Like, I they don't have one tangible thing they yeah. can say, you know, we got this accomplished. We're heading in the right direction. Not one. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Well, going back to voting really quick. And then I want to, um, after we get back, I want to, while we're on this subject, I want to talk about these insufferable TikTokers um, making videos on the matter, thinking that they know what they're talking about. But can you imagine if we were a country where they had compulsory voting and it was just mandatory to vote? Like, we think that this is a disaster now. Imagine that you people, ha- like, even people who are just like, I just want to sit on my couch. I literally don't care. And they were like, nope, you're going to go to jail if you don't vote. You think it's bad now. Mm, it'd be <laughs> at, really bad. At, it could always be worse, is my point. I, I would, instead, like, I always vote. I would not vote if they tried to make me. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. There'd be a lot of people. I'm going to jail. Yeah. You think like, they mandate me? No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But uh, we want to thank our sponsor first, Eden Pure. So you, usually when Alex is on set, I have to plug in the Eden Pure. Yes. Just to, just to get rid of the stench. But I don't have it today. So you may notice us <laughs> a little bit more. I'm kidding, obviously. No, she's not. She's not kidding, Eden Pure. We need this machine. I have a lot of cats. Well, he does have a lot of cats. But I, well, I have probably half the cats that Alex has. I think you have one-fourth, but it's not nearly. Sorry, I have a quarter of the cats that Alex has. Um, But the point is that with cats come litter boxes. And cats are amazing, um, but litter boxes are not. And so we have the litter box. We have a diaper bin. We've got lots of places where you could go if you're not careful, your whole house could stink, but it doesn't because we use their thunderstorm air purifier, which starts working in seconds to clear the room of any odor. And it's not, a, there's no filler, uh, filters. So you don't have to like remove it and make sure you have a new one. It's just an adjustable dial and you're never going to have to use a filter to replace it. They've sold a ton. And I know a lot of them are from you guys with all of these five-star reviews. My review is also five stars because the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier keeps my house smelling fresh and clean. So make sure that you go to EdenPureDeals.com. You can save $200 right now on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 over at EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code Sarah over at EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. So we all know that TikTok is just like, just the worst, just like a scourge on this whole entire, it's the worst. It's like a curse from Satan, probably. Um, But the latest on TikTok is that I guess they've now discovered a letter that was written by Osama bin Laden um, after 2011 explaining why 9-11 was carried out. Now, I know where you're going to go. 
You don't. But I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know 100%. Um, but uh, but I want to play. Actually, let me read some of this letter here. Yeah. So I I'm not going to read all of it, but it's very. Um, he says, why, "Why are we fighting and opposing you? Why are we calling you to? And what do we want from you? Uh, because you attacked us and continue to attack us. You attacked us in Palestine." Um, but he really uh, he goes on to talk about the Jews. And he's like, the Jews control everything. I, I don't I don't think I have this in my notes, but it's like the Jews control everything. Uh, here he says, um, your former president warned you previously about the devastating Jewish control of capital and about a day that would come when it would enslave you. It has happened. Your current president warns you now about the enormity of capital control and it has a cycle whereby it devours humanity when it is devoid of the precepts of God's law, which of course is Sharia, he says. Um, but he, it's definitely anti-Semitic, okay? Um, and I want to play... This montage, I'm just gonna warn you, I, I, I just watched this earlier and I literally was like, I just wanna jump off a bridge after watching this. These people are so stupid, um, but I had to see it. So now you do too, watch. This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned oh, no. and I feel <laughs> the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused, like I have entered into another timeline. What mm. is this? And yeah, so confused go read it. Mm -hmm. So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never, I, <laughs> please read it. And if you have read it, let me know if you are also going through an existential crisis in this very moment. And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So this is insane. I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which I will be going through right here, but it's actually so mind to me that I terrorism has been sold as this idea to the American people and honestly just so many Western inhabitants within certain nations that this group of people, this random group of people just suddenly wakes up one day and just hates you, just wants you dead, wants you gone. And this is all because it's their they religion. That they been, like that is the root of terrorism. It doesn't make sense. They just hate your nation. But reading this letter, it becomes apparent to me that the actions of 9-11 and those acts committed against the USA and its people we're all just the buildup of our government failing other nations. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the U.S. since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. Now it's all coming to light because of Palestine. <laughs> Jason's laughing. I just want to, I just want to end it all. I just want to end it all. This is, 
Mm. She's joking YouTube terms of service. There's no, <laughs> I'm no. saying I want to end the show. Yeah, okay, That's what I'm idea, saying. Yes, I just yes. want to end it all and walk off set and just shut everything down and go home, obviously, is what I meant. Um, it's just so, there are so many things that I would like uh, to address. The first of which is like, God, can you believe that heartfelt message from Osama bin Laden that couldn't possibly have been propaganda, right? He couldn't possibly have been trying to brainwash anyone or manipulate any details or anything. When would a terrorist ever do that? As if like he, what he had written was just so heartfelt and clearly uh, unbiased, uh, coming from what, a place of warmth, I guess? I'm not quite sure. Um, but then again, there are these young Americans who are just dumb enough to just eat it right up and be like, well, maybe we should have been on team Osama bin Laden after all. Hmm. Well, what's crazy to me is the, the Muslim. Well, it's all crazy to me, but the Muslim <laughs> that is like, oh, finally, now you guys get it. When she read, you know, the king of terrorists, you know, his letter, you know, yeah. explaining why he is a terrorist. Right. But for since 2001 and even before then, Muslims have been, you know, furiously trying to say, look, they're not part of our right. religion. Right. Like this is a radical offshoot, yep. you know, like this is we're, we're the, we're the we're peaceful. We're the religion of peace. Yes. That's what they kept saying. Yes. yes. But now and so and the entire left was getting on that, too. They, they, they made that their new civil rights, you know, jihad for the, you know, sorry for the word. But they made that. So they were like, oh, let's bring the Muslims in mm -hmm. under this, you know, new civil rights, you know, era. Uh, but now they're flipping and saying, no, 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 the terrorism is good. And this is how we justify it. By all means, continue along that line. Mm -hmm. Because you're already fracturing your party along those lines. Yeah, they are. I want to play one more, um, Alex, here. Just I'll go ahead and describe it because I know we can't play the, the music. But there's another one. With those of you who are listening, it says, me when I got the news in 2011 that we got him. And she's cheering. And then it says, 2023, reading his letter to America, knowing he was right. Mm. And then she's shaking her head. Head in hands, shaking her head. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to fathom that this is really what we're living in in 2023? Well, you know, they told us, uh, or I guess they told us that the reason that the terrorists attacked us on 9-11 is because uh, they didn't like our Western culture and that it was haram because, you know, women wore short skirts. But that's not the reason they attacked us. They attacked us because America is Israel's biggest ally and Osama bin Laden hates Israel. I mean, that may be an oversimplification, but I think that's just, that's just the cold hard facts. And when it comes to stuff like this, now everybody cheerleading for Osama bin Laden. I mean, these people are sick. Osama bin Laden encouraged suicide bombers. I mean, he encouraged some of the most repugnant behavior that you could ever have. So he's definitely not a hero. These people are just so desperate to find a hero because nobody's really siding with them. All of the normal people that would be on these people's sides, like the mainstream media is not on it in this, this uh, instance. So I think that's why somehow through this Chinese social media app of TikTok, now Osama bin Laden is a hero, and uh, they're gonna, she's going to feel the same way in 10 years when she looks back at this, and that went viral. She's going to feel even more sick when she knows the real truth. Everything he said, well, most, well, yeah, pretty much everything that Osama bin Laden said in that letter was a complete lie. Like, mm -hmm. he, they are not attacking us because we attacked them. Mm -hmm. They, he, in the very Wait, beginning. Wait, are you, you're saying that the terrorist wasn't, <laughs> uh, he wasn't writing some heartfelt, true not essay? Not exactly truthful, right? Really? I know, it's a shock. Wow. I know, it's um, so Osama bin Laden first warned the Saudis back when we, during the first Gulf War. And they said if you know, U.S. forces are ever stationed in Saudi Arabia, his home country, that he would embark on this, you know, wait, life of jihad, basically. So we did. And then Al-Qaeda pretty much became mm -hmm. what they became after that. But it was only, I mean, and I, I, probably if you would have asked 100% of them back in the day if we should have helped 
Kuwait in the first Gulf War? They probably said, yeah. Ask 90% of them later, should we, you know, go into Iraq, you know, and look for those weapons of mass destruction, which we won't talk about that. But um, they probably would have agreed with that as well. Mm. I don't, it's, it's, it's such a weird shift. Yeah. It's compl- I mean, we've talked about it on this show before, but the left used to be the hippies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used yeah. to be the anti-war, anti-war, which I guess... They weren't anti-war against Ukraine, but now they're anti-war for Israel. I don't know. It's I'm, I'm getting they're kind of an identity crisis. They are having an identity mm-hmm. crisis, but suddenly they're they love the government. They love the government to come into their lives. They love it when the government tells them to get a vaccine, mm-hmm. and they love it when they go to war with certain countries. I don't understand. Like, what is the ideology? I know. It. I don't know. I mean, same could be said for for our own party too. In some in certain circumstances too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing a. It's just kind of a, you know, worshiping a, you know, a, it's a cult of personality, I guess. Statism. Rather than, yeah. We're moving ra- towards statism. Yeah, rather than the actual ideals and policies every, and values. Every time it swings so, rap- you know, rapidly towards one side or the other, you're going to see statism on both sides. Mm-hmm. And the status that we have in our own party, I think I said this yesterday, sound exactly like progressives now. Mm. Exactly. They, you could take an issue, let's say, like, oh, should, should social media companies just have to be forced to give over their algorithms? Should they be forced yeah. into having, you know, their yeah. enemy? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. So, it, but a, a status on the right would say, yeah, yeah. I agree with yeah. that. Exactly. A progressive on the left, like, brother, exactly. we're arm in arm. Exactly, exactly. And the, the majority of us fall in between that. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, all right. I'll say exactly one more time. I just said it about 10. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. But um, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who, you know, maybe got knee pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, whatever the case may be. A bunch of us here at Blaze have tried Relief Factor, including myself, including Jason Buttrell, who was in the military. And he did a lot of, like, what, running on concrete, on pavement. That yeah just tore up your knees. A hundred pound pack. Yeah, my knees were shredded. I didn't feel it then, but I felt it after I turned 40. Yeah. And I thought it was over. I took a leaf factor and I think it was less than two weeks and I was already back to running three miles. Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm a believer. It really is. It's amazing. Uh, Yaku Buyans, who's frequently on the show, uh, he sent some to his mom and she started seeing results in just a couple days. So if you are in pain, Try Relief Factor, okay? Uh, It it actually targets the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes that's the root cause of your pain. So it's not going to be something that's a Band-Aid that's just going to mask it and cover it for a certain amount of time, and then you're going to be in pain again. It's actually going to address the root cause. And if you get this three-week quick start, you are going to know by the end of that quick start pack whether or not it's going to work for you, but 70% of the people reorder it. So it's working for that many people. The odds are in your favor. It's going to work for you. You can go get that quick start at relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, so special counsel Robert Herr. Uh, is not expected to charge anyone in connection with the mishandling of classified documents at the two locations connected to, of course, Joe Biden, which I, I didn't hear any of you, I didn't hear any gasping at the table. You guys didn't. Wow. Ooh. That is a shocker. Ooh. I mean, 
Never expected. What? They're not charging Joe Biden. They want to throw Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life, but they're not charging Joe Biden on the same thing, which, by the way, remember, let's go back a little bit. Um, There was a report that came out that Joe Biden's team knew about the classified documents before they raided Mar-a-Lago, which means the likelihood of the plan being, let's go get Trump on this first and make a big deal out of it, and then we can turn in Joe Biden's and make it seem like, oh, we're just trying to be on the up and up. We're just trying to do the right thing. We found these documents and we want to give them to you so that we can make Donald Trump look worse. I can't see any other possible reason for them knowing Joe had them raiding Mar-a-Lago in the manner that they did and then all of a sudden voluntarily turning them over like they're the good guys. And now I am sure America is very shocked to hear Joe Biden's cleared of all charges, all wrongdoing ever in life, I think. He's never done anything wrong. Well, I'm not shocked because if you saw, he recently had a speech where he said Gavin Newsom would become a great president. Did you see that? No. Yeah, he did say that. And I don't know if it's a Freudian slip, but Patrick Bet David posted that Gavin Newsom's chance to become president went from 44 to 1 to 12 to 1. So the gambling odds have increased in Gavin's favor. So with all that being said is I think Joe Biden realizes that, you know, the writing is on the wall. He's not going to run again. And as long as he doesn't run again, they probably won't prosecute him for his war crimes or, you know, giving classified documents. So I think he realizes he's going to play ball. But I think if he didn't play ball and he kept trying to push the envelope and say, I want to run again, I think they would have had to have used some sort of legal reasoning to get him not to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think both of you guys know my politics. You definitely know my politics. My politics is basically the government suck. Yeah. And any form of government always ends up just sucking. Mm-hmm. And it really turn, get, hits a tipping point once that government is so blatant in how they really feel about the people that they're supposed to govern over that's usually when bad things happen for that government. I have never seen it so blatant in my entire life right now. And now I'm getting to be kind of an old man. Uh, th- I mean, it's ins- <laughs> I've never seen the Department of Justice, FBI, any other four, uh, you know, three-letter agency so weaponized against the people than it is right now. Mm-hmm. I-, I haven't. I- they're going after a former president. They're, they're-, they're making him a criminal. They- how- Does anybody even know how many indictments are in how many other states at this point? Do we even know? Mm. Is it four, five? I, I don't know. I've lost count. Oh, I, in how many different states? Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it is four. And it's only gonna it's only gonna snowball. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect it to stop now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just absolutely amazing. But not only are they weaponizing against the people and a former president, which shows that they'll do that to you if they'll do that to right. someone like him. Right. But giving that family and that man the pass in the way that they have, there's some people that are cheering it and they're laughing at it. But there's a lot of people, I think regular people, like where you were talking about the rest of us kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. they're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, this has got to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going to break that wheel. I, I don't know. But they're creating a monster right now. The people on the left are creating a monster. I don't know what that monster looks like, yeah. but they are creating it. And it's not, I mean, it's not just, you're right about Joe Biden, but it's not just Joe Biden. Go back to the first story that we talked about, which was all of these insurrectionists that were trying to, you know, uh, barge their way into this building, that the the House office buildings had to go on lockdown because of these people. I don't think 
I will correct myself if I am wrong, if I am mistaken. I do not think that any of these people are going to be uh, not given due process and be thrown into uh, prison to wait. Uh, for so, Some of the J6ers are still there and yeah. still have not received their due process. Uh, I, I would think that they're not going to throw them into solitary confinement on some bogus charge. I would imagine these protesters are going to be treated much differently, similarly to the Black Lives Matter protesters in the summer of love, Antifa, all of those other people who apparently can burn down buildings and everything's fine and they get their charges dropped, but you dare wear a red hat and put your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and they'll throw you away in prison for the rest of your life. I mean, that's, it's, that's, that's the state of things, to your point. That, that's the state of things. And, Sorry. Well, and, and don't forget, they literally found cocaine in the White House. Yeah. And they don't even charge anybody like, oh, we don't know who's cocaine that is. Sure, but. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Go ahead, Jason. No, and, and to your point, you know, bringing up the, uh, you know, these, these, you know, Palestine protesters, those are the kinds of people, the ones that are, I think are completely uninformed. I don't believe half of them, I don't believe 75% of them actually know what they're there protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they just hear the words life and they're like, yeah, I'm for life. Let's get, you know, right. violent or whatever. They're the ones that are, in the end, have been the useful idiots. They will continue to do stuff like this, and once that monster that is created Mm -hmm. that I told you about, they'll be the first ones to get turned on. Yep. The very first ones. And all throughout history, and you know, tyrannical authoritarian governments, it's violent when it turns back against the people that were the useful idiots for them. Um, So I wanna get to one more thing here, if we have time. So, Joe Biden, uh, you, you, you know, of course, we covered on the show yesterday mm-hmm. in San Francisco. They had everything decked out. In, I mean, it looked like you were driving down uh, oh, yeah. downtown in China because it was just Chinese flags everywhere you went. They wanted to give a warm welcome to, of course, the CCP dictator uh, Xi Jinping. Ooh. I said, I'm sorry, I said dictator because you're not supposed to call him that. You know, Joe Biden, there is there's downtown San Francisco yesterday. Um, very, very warm welcome. Uh, to a human rights abuser. And apparently, Joe Biden was still feeling heat for calling Xi Jinping a dictator back in June. And, well, you guys are going to be really shocked to hear that uh, he, he screwed that up again. He, um, <clears throat> he screwed that up again yesterday. Watch. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who <laughs> runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a former government totally different than ours. And that was, of course, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, as Joe Biden is saying, yes, he is. And Blinken's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> His face says it all in that video. <laughs> So mad. The funny thing is, I don't, I don't think that that would piss she off at all being called. I don't think he'd mind about that. Yeah. I, why would he? Nah, he, he Isn't would, that the point? He would basket it. Yeah, that's what he is. That's kind of the point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Well, Blinken seems to think that that's going to cost him a lot more uh, conversations. Well, maybe it would cost him a little more pain here, you know, for being so friendly towards the dictator, you know, just coming out and saying it, you know, yes, we know he oppresses his people. Yes, we know he has, you know, Muslim, you know, concentration camps Mm -hmm. in his country. So I know we got to go to break in a second, but obviously the meeting was to try to further uh, friendly relations 
with China. I know Biden said that um, they that they talked about curtailing the export of pill presses and fentanyl related compounds. I am. I want to get y'all's opinion on should we really be cozying up to China? I mean, I, I realize you have to have a civil relationship with certain countries, but do we really need to be doing their bidding? Do we really need to be inviting him here? Do we really need to be decking out all of the streets in flags of China when you're talking about a country that unleashed what they are saying is like the, the deadly pandemic that made us shut all of our homes down, shut all our businesses down, lose all of this money, destroy the economy. Um, that was that did come from China. And they're doing a lot more when it comes to, of course, fentanyl. Do we really need to be inviting them here so friendly? Well, Business Insider is a terrible rag, but I was reading about it and they talked to a top military official and a military insider. And he asked him if we went to a war with China, can we totally decouple from China because we get so much stuff from them? Yeah. And they said, no, even though America produces a lot of weapons, we need them for ammunition. Mm-hmm. We literally need them for bullets. Um, so I don't know how we're going to fight. I mean, that's, that's so screwed <laughs> so up. Stupid. How have we put ourselves in that position? I mean, so I don't know how we're going to fight a war against people that we need stuff from. So I think it would be best to be friends with them. Well, uh, I'm not if- saying I want to go to war with them. I'm just saying, like... I feel like there's a certain, no, they're terrible. A certain level of like maintaining camps. a civil yeah. relationship rather than like, let's get friendly. Well, no, it, should be, it shouldn't be friendly. It should be transactional. So right. exactly how Trump right. you know, exactly. it, basically. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a business transaction. Yes. But the, com- but the companies are just much larger. Yeah. Right. And that really should be the relations for every country. Yeah. I agree. When you, when you step outside of that, that's when you kind of get into the murky of, oh, we need to protect our interests here, interests there. Oh, they're our friends, so we should go run in and help them. Right. Countries don't really have friends. They have yeah. temporary business partners. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a great point. And let's just be that's real. Right. I mean, he talked about the pill press. I mean, the fentanyl crisis that's happening at our southern border, China's hands are directly involved in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they should be held accountable for that. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, MyBookie. So, if you like to bet, I don't know, betting on your favorite sports teams. It can be fun and it can even be profitable if you actually know what you're doing. And that is where a good sports book can come in really, really handy. But you need to make sure that you're choosing the right one, especially when it's, I mean, it's your money on the line. And we're in Joe Biden's economy, okay? So you need to choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win, like my bookie. Uh, they're not, it's not going to matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to make sure that you come out on the winning side. You can use my bookie for a daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge, huge prize pool contests. Do you bet? Yeah. Do you? Terrible. Do not gamble. But if you do gamble, use my bookie. And I do use my bookie. They are good. But uh, the parlays are fun. Low stakes. They have some really great stuff, uh, you know, really great odds on, like, futures bets. So you bet, like, five bucks to the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, and you can win, like, a thousand. So bets like that are fun. I like my bookie. I'm not a degenerate gambler. You shouldn't be one either, but it is fun uh, to play and gamble. Yeah. So make sure that you can. uh, You can use promo code news on your first deposit. You can receive up to $200 in cash with promo code news. By the way, you can try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl frontrunner at long shot odds uh, over at mybookie.com, promo code news. And do that right now because the Super Bowl is going to be right around the corner. So make those bets now. I'm going to throw another shocker at you guys. You're never going to believe this, okay? An Oxford University-backed study suggested that COVID lockdowns were no more effective at controlling the pandemic than the Swedish style allowing people to just 
live their lives and adapt their own behavior. Are you guys, again, I, there's no audible gas. No, I'm not surprised. No, sir. No, I have, to, I have to yell this from the rooftops. Nigeria had a lower COVID death rate mm. than America, okay? So Nigeria handled it better than America. That's all you need to know. When the government gets involved, they're gonna mess it up. So mm -hmm. they can't even build wells. They have to have Mr. Beast build all the wells in Nigeria. But yet they can handle COVID. Give me a break. So obviously the more intervention, the less results we got. So this is the uh, this was the confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the UK and in Sweden, which by the way, I still, uh, I don't know, confirmed COVID-19 deaths. I still doubt. Low morbidities, da 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 I mean, Well, also, uh, you know, I remember one that we talked about that it was some guy who, like, got decapitated or something that was... Tested positive, and so they blamed it. As a COVID-19 test, so yeah. stuff like that. It's like, I don't even trust any of the numbers, but what I can tell you is what I have been telling you since 2020, which is... None of the government shutdowns are going to work. They're not, it's, it's not going to be any better than the way that Sweden's doing it. Uh, and it turns out that we were right all along. And I will never stop saying that. Was there anything that we got wrong during COVID, Jason? <laughs> that we got wrong? Yeah, nothing. Is there anything we got right? I don't think we got anything right. We got... No, us, oh, yeah, here, yeah. at this oh, table. Oh, no, we call it, we call us. it 100%. Everything. Yeah. From, day, from day one. From day freaking one, we sat here at this table and talked about there's no way that that lab that is a couple miles from where they're claiming that this was from bat soup, there's no way that that lab so was not involved day effing one. When it was dangerous to do so. Yes. Yeah. Day freaking one. We talked about the differences with Sweden and we talked about the Swedish style approach and we talked about the fact that you cannot, you, you're never going to get to uh, zero COVID. You're never, that's not humanly, we talked about all of this. Masks don't work. We talked about all of it. I don't know how many bleeps you're going to have to hear YouTube. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on YouTube anymore. We <laughs> talked about literally, we called all of this with a 100% success rate, it is so freaking annoying to hear like, oh, Oxford University finally realized the things that we've been saying all along. Cool. You know what's crazy is, you guys know about that war game they did the, like a few months before the pandemic, the Event 201 war game? Yes. I had to, so I, I, we did a full show on that. And I, so I watched the entire thing. And it was really weird watching it post-pandemic because everything that the experts were saying was exactly opposite of what they ended up doing during the pandemic. So mm. for instance, some examples. They said, we cannot shut down travel to countries. They said, specifically, do not shut down travel to countries. We have to make ensure that supply chains keep going mm -hmm. yeah. and people actually continue to travel and not destroy economies. Yeah. Yeah. Then they said, oh, and by the way, on the economies, we cannot let local cities and governments shut down their cities. They have to be able to freely go out. Mm -hmm. they, shops have to remain open. It's got to be done in a way to where that does not happen because we cannot. I think they said double down on the bad. Yeah. So bad being the, the whatever virus is out there. A destroyed economy was the double down. Mm -hmm. They completely did the exact opposite. Mm. That right there tells you that there was an agenda going on. Yeah. There was something else going on. Big, big government is right. pretty much what the something else was. Right. But right. I mean, it's just absolutely, you know, I have... I have friends now. There's another, I think there's another wave of COVID going around. because There I have, is. Like all, my, going around. Yeah. all my friends have it. I have tons of family members that all Stop have it. Stop testing! And what's so funny, it's what's so hilarious is I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them on the phone, like, you don't sound that bad. And he's like, I don't, I, I feel like I have allergies or right. maybe kind of yeah. like, a, like a, a light cold. Which is why it's not freaking testing! How quickly would we have gotten to that, though? 
I know. Wouldn't have done I know. All that which is what the whole Swedish well, approach was. And this, yeah. this is, I had to make this point. Some people did get things wrong. They said, oh, you know, this and that. MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, SARS, Sudden Acute Respiratory Syndrome. We've had respiratory syndromes for yes. decades yes. before yes. this. Yes. But we decided to make this one the boogeyman, and that was the biggest issue. And obviously now, like I said, everybody's sick, but nobody's that sick. Right. Right. Because we get immune to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, okay, we gotta, we gotta take another quick break, but we wanna thank our sponsor, Liver Health. So you may not have heard about the Liver Health formula, or you may have heard about it not just on my show, but also HGTV, Fox News, Newsmax, Food Network, a whole bunch of other places. They've already helped more than 2.6 million people with their products. Um, and it's, look, it's not surprising that Liver Health formula is so popular. If you were to add up all the residents of Arizona, Virginia, Florida, and Texas, you would still not get the 100 million Americans that have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes people gaining weight, you might experience fatigue, brain fog, whatever. So if you're suffering from anything like low energy, brain fog, unexplained extra flab, try Liver Health Formula. It's an all natural supplement. It's packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. Also, if you drink tequila and wine like me, you really should get it. Um, and only on Blaze, you can get the best offer they have on the whole internet. With your order, you're gonna get a free bottle of blood sugar formula and you're gonna get a 64% discount in total over at getliverhelp.com news. I take this stuff, guys. All right, let's look after ourselves. Getliverhelp.com news. We, um, like I said, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, my apologies. I am going to go see my little boy's Thanksgiving program, though. So that should be a blast. Um, and, and I didn't mean that. That sounded like I was being sarcastic. It did I sound like I, that. I, I didn't mean it like that. And I, I am actually excited. That's yes. why I'm not going to be here. Um, but I wanted to remind everyone, if you guys haven't seen, Alex actually had the viral plain lady mm-hmm. on Tiffany his Gomez, show. Tiffany Gomez. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to make any, I don't want to ruin anything. Well, I don't want to ruin anything, but I'll just say there was a development. There were sparks flying. There were sparks flying. There was a development. Mm-hmm. Will we see her again on the show? Yeah, she actually, yeah, she wants to be like the, the plain expert. That's what she said. Okay. Yes. There's always plain Everyone needs one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So make sure you go check that out on Primetime with Alex Stein's YouTube. We'll see you Monday. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.